welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Well, try not to freak out, Christy, but this is the last episode before Decision Day. And I think our couples need a few more weeks or, or years, but... I think that would be torture for some of them. I don't know if it would necessarily be torture, more just uh, a groundhog day sort of limbo day after day of repeating the same. That sounds like torture to me. Yes, but is it really torture if none of them realize what's going on? Maybe. Yeah, so three days, three days before decision day, and <laughs> how are things going? Tell me, I tell mean, me. Not, not particularly well, you know, when you're bringing the experts in with three days left, you know, things are trending downwards. Right, even, uh, not, not, not just one expert, you gotta bring in both i'm a little surprised they didn't just bring just bring all the whole four panel. yeah all <laughs> four of them cal pepper uh pia devon just bring them all be like guys guys this is not going okay we need you to shape up here i also am feeling a little misled by the previews that we saw last week making me think this week was going to be more interesting? Yes. Yeah, well, they've really been milking. And I mean, look, I, I get it, okay? I get it completely because this season has been just nap time central. So I don't blame them for just milking that little sound bite for all it was worth. And even, right bringing back Mac a couple times as this teaser, like, oh, yeah, he's out of the season, but we brought him back because, oh, it's just going to be this huge bombshell. Oh. Which did not end up being the case. So, yeah, I I understand. I understand because it's been a very sleepy season. Yeah, they were grasping at straws, I guess. I don't know how many people are really going to remember this season in the longer term. I don't know if this is going to go down in the history books for any sort of extraordinary reason. No, I think last season definitely tops this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you had a lot of well, you had a lot of like just fighting too <laughs> between <laughs> Alexis and Justin, particularly. Yeah, was... and who can forget Mitch? I mean, no, there there was a lot of personality there, which made it a lot more interesting as well. I feel like we didn't get as much of an opportunity to see the actual personalities here because it was buried so deep under the just. Uh, ceaselessly repeating conversations of the same thing and uh yeah so <laughs> are you uh are you are you feeling for clint at all here the beginning of this episode he's still smarting yeah. he got blindsided by gina's comments which were a bit harsh rude you didn't you didn't you didn't agree with her you didn't you you haven't been sitting here disliking clint's bizarre energy <laughs> oh man that's rough for him i don't i don't think he's bizarre he just has a specific personality i guess yeah he just has a lot of energy and he's much more I guess externally focused, or at least uh, externally expressive, perhaps uh, would be an even better 
way of describing it. Yeah, he just seems he seems like he's pretty full of life and that ends up manifesting itself a lot, you know, in fairly corny ways or just, you know, being a bit ridiculous. But I think part of that too is just uh, you know, I think he likes to help people enjoy themselves as well, so he like will say kind of outrageous things or uh, be corny because it kind of gets a laugh out of people and people enjoy being around that to a degree. Most people, not Gina. No, she gets embarrassed. I kind of wonder what kind of guy she does want, though, because it's not Clint. Someone who is super serious and stays home all the time waiting for her to arrive and makes food only for her and nobody else. <laughs> that's the that's well, the criteria. That's not what she got. So here we are. No, they they could have been a power couple. I know the the experts love to throw that around. Oh, mm-hmm. you're a power couple. They could have been. But they they were not. Yeah, he he opened up this episode still still hurting a bit because I guess I guess the expert visit was four days till D Day. It was like the day before. So yeah, I think so. Man, wait a. I mean, that's that she just bided her time on that one. Yep, let it loose at the end. Yeah, I feel like she was kind of storing that up since the honeymoon, <laughs> since the... Oh, yeah, she had the, to have known early on that... Since the comments yeah. that he made, she was like, you know what? I am going to start a comprehensive record in my diary of everything I hate about him. And then I'll tell him later. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your disappointment here, because they... They teased this for so long, and then they just dashed our hopes upon the rocks here at the beginning of the episode with what was supposed to be a juicy tidbit. Yeah, I mean, we kept seeing the, I slid in Gina's DMs, and it turns out he was just trying to get a date with one of her famous friends that he sees on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I, I just, the fascination with having them sit in the gyms is still kind of strange to me though at least it was a cooler gym it was more of a real gym than they normally use uh because you know they just again they had to use him for some exposition as well draw some things out of eris as they exercised together yeah that was a real letdown yeah, I mean, he did say in his little interview that he repeats the, like, Gina's good-looking, I get along with her, I would go on a date with her. Not that I'm looking to date her. <laughs> but, like, you know, if she's single, for sure. Yeah, like. yeah. if they get divorced, he'd initiate something. So, I guess we will see if that happens. I mean, it seems like he wants to. Yeah. I just, I just don't know that he's her type yeah that's what i was thinking too i don't know that she'd want to date him especially to like and i don't i don't know how she feels about it but if if he really is a a cannabis entrepreneur like i don't know if she wants that associated with her or her brand that she's putting Mm -hmm. so much effort in maybe not because that is still a contentious subject across this country yeah and gina i think has mentioned like not drinking oh i I haven't caught that Hmm. i don't know well i guess i guess that would lend some additional context to how uh irritated she got with i almost said mitch here but with clint uh during his party time if she if she does not drink at all or uh, like doesn't really drink so something or, to something to or the, if yeah. she had some sort of you know relative who uh, succumbed to addiction i don't i don't know but 
Hmm. Man, what a letdown. Hmm. And then let's let's go to your favorite part of the episode. Yeah, this was particularly painful. Painful? Why would you say such a thing? I I don't know. It's just awkward. And that I actually said that before the singing started. Yeah, well, you're going to have to explain yourself. You're going to have to you got to set this the scene here. Yeah, so Kirsten and Jack have met with a songwriter so they can have a personalized song. Yeah, so es- essentially right like this is just about their last hurrah before decision day. This may be like theoretically right the like this is their last time together because on the on this night like that's the last night they spend together right and then they separate until decision day yeah i mean it's usually not a long time after that but yeah right but what i'm saying is essentially like this day is the last date day they have to have to go like go out and do something and sort of debrief a little bit and try to full you know fully set that bond they have before they go their separate ways and then circle back to decision day so everyone has to have that last date and their last date was the singer songwriter because they're in nashville and they gotta they gotta get a personalized song so just walk just walk me through all of this tell me your your feelings your thoughts there wasn't much to walk through. I mean, they're just kind of throwing out phrases and the songwriter's like, oh, that's great, that's great. So I guess I did not expect Kirsten to sing. Why? I, I don't know. I thought the songwriter was going to like take care of all of that. Well, she also sang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a whole collaborative process. That's the, that's like the whole thing was it was supposed to be drawing from them and their experiences together and incorporate parts of themselves into it. That's why they were, you know, throwing out lyrics and making suggestions and, you know, just all all of that stuff. I thought it was interesting Shaquille didn't sing, but Kirsten did. And Kirsten was wildly out of tune. Yes, I would say that most people probably wished that Kirsten had not sung. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be any better, but I also wouldn't do that on TV. <laughs> but I mean, you, you like, but it's the date. You you wouldn't you wouldn't sing on the song. No, I've seen this sort of date before on The Bachelor, where they have to like make a song and sing, and it's always cringy to me. Yeah, I mean, she's not the best singer. That's true. <laughs> uh, it was pretty, pretty humorous to hear her <laughs> recording her her track there. Uh, they they definitely did some some work on it before the final. I mean, it was still it still needed. It was some still tuning. not not good, but they did they did s- some stuff to it. We're like, oh boy, we got to bring out, we got to bring out our Melodyne auto tuner here and uh, try to bring this back. But I mean, wasn't it just the most amazing song though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was too traumatized. Oh no, man, we don't want you to be traumatized here. No, it was, it was. I thought it was a good effort. <laughs> I mean, she definitely put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if, if uh Shaq was just too shy. <laughs> or he was like, I can't top that. I just it's interesting to me. It's sort of on a philosophical level, I suppose, that like Kirsten was able to do this. But she's not actually able to like communicate with him. Like how is how is how is like 
this that scene that is seared into my mind of her at the microphone how is that like <laughs> less uncomfortable and less difficult than just being like hey Shaq this is how I feel about life I don't know maybe it's because it was an activity not sure I don't know but afterwards they talk and she tells him to trust and believe for meeting her family, which we later learn they did. And I think that same day because they were wearing the same clothes. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, it, ha it had to have been. So I thought that was interesting. Trust and believe, but they're already like about to go see him but well because she was also it, it seemed like she was saying like trust and believe because like you'll be able to like meet all of them and they'll like want to spend time with you and stuff after decision day yeah that's true so it's like you gotta say yes because you can see them afterwards but yeah he did he did uh end up meeting her dad secretly yeah, without cameras. We didn't get to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I don't know, Shaq is still struggling. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same support conversation they've had 20 times before. He needs it. She's not giving it the way he wants her to, but... Uh, they're just all they're tied not, up in knots, aren't they? They're not getting anywhere. They're all just so confused. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel here. I really don't. I just, at some level, feel dead inside. Yeah, they're very dull. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that there's is, no, like... That may be the meanest thing you've said on this, there, on there, this show. There's no umph with them. Like, it's all kind of, like, on the same, like, flat. There aren't any spikes. Yeah, I just think it's it's because neither of them are truly willing to speak up for what they want. So they but they both want what they want. But for whatever reason can't really put it out there. And so everything like I'm sure both of them are like traumatized under the surface because they're both like, oh, man, I just wish that, like, this could happen or, or, like, things could just be this way. But then they're not actually able to communicate that in a constructive way. And so they're both, like, on the surface, like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, whatever. Everything's okay. <laughs> when in reality, it's like both of them are kind of internally screaming because neither of them are really getting what they feel like they, they need out of the relationship. And it ends up being a little boring for us. Yeah, I can't believe you used dull. That's, <laughs> that's so mean. So mean. So that was, that. I feel like overall, I mean progress wasn't necessarily made but it was a nice it was a nice date overall so we had that let's contrast that with perhaps a, a date that wasn't quite so nice well no because it's clinton gina on a ranch mm -hmm. <laughs> they ride horses i just that that was that was so funny to me because like obviously they're not in a good place right now. I mean they've never really been in a good place like m from a marriage perspective, but like they're not really in a great place right now because of the expert visit. And so we just like they go to the ranch. They're like, oh, we have the horses, and of course, right? You gotta you gotta know that. Gina is like hating every second of this because he's of course being his normal self he's like oh you mind if I wear my cowboy hat it's like oh you should he's like oh yeah just a minute and gets it out of his truck like he actually has one and then like his interaction 
with the with the horse like just that was very be, funny being pals with the horse like that was very funny he's like what's your breakfast of choice you look like a yogurt man <laughs> <laughs> the exact thing gina hates i'm sure uh -huh, exactly but then building on that like they came here for the horse ride and the date right and, and all we see is just like a distant shot of them riding the horse briefly it's like they were like, no, it's not even worth. It's not even worth. They're not even going to say anything to each other. It's not worth no going into any more detail here. <laughs> so Clint has oh. packed a picnic basket. Oh, I can't stand that. He makes a picnic basket. I bet he makes a picnic basket for everyone. <laughs> so then they have to talk about her comments. Mm -hmm. Which I got, I got to say. She is not backing down here. Oh no! Even though she did, she did try to uh, blunt it or save face a little bit when she's like, "Oh, I, I don't know if the, if those were the words exactly when he was talking about the bizarre energy." No, but then they showed the receipts uh, of, of, of what course, she said. Like, and so, what actually happened? Yeah, so you just have this really bizarre energy. <laughs> And I hate it. <laughs> and then she like said, yeah, you are outrageous. Repeated the word bizarre, silly, jokester, crass, drunk. I mean, she just unleashed everything. He's like, he's like, yeah, like that one time. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem to be his like normal state. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's just how he is all the time. He's just always drinking a ton. You know, and so maybe she's right. Maybe he's horrible. Maybe he's awful. You know, and so I don't know. It just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, personally, I don't really, I don't really believe in just like getting plastered. I feel like since, you know, alcohol is poison after all, like maybe not the best thing for your health and just kind of pointless. It's like, is it really? that fun that you want to drink enough of it that you just like lose some hours of your time because like you just can't remember everything or anything i mean that doesn't really seem like a fun time to me but there's definitely a lot of judgment coming from gina here and i just i guess the other thing i personally took issue to a little bit was just how she keeps calling him outrageous she's just like no you're you're outraged like let's be real here you're outrageous it's just like what is what is with this i, I don't, don't think we've seen that from clint no i mean he's just he's a little eccentric maybe but not he's not outrageous i don't know it's just <clears throat> it's a little strange to me how uh, i guess how personally she took his personality like in a bad way yeah and she seems like kind of nonchalant about everything she said i don't think she realizes like how much she hurt him either so no. i mean i don't i guess i'm not convinced that she's necessarily the most like emotionally aware person just given how little she's been able to actually be vulnerable and share throughout the season as well as just the the comments i i feel like clint has shown at least a bit more awareness especially in his acknowledgement of his faults at various times yeah here it's like yeah like i understand that that could be hurtful or like that you know that did not help our relationship but she's just very very set in how she views things here on on this season so that's fun Yep, he ends it with "Glad we talked about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was just such a blast. <laughs> so next oh. we see Nicole and Chris at like their fancy last dinner. Yeah, Nicole uh, decided to surprise her husband with a private chef, which of course. Chris jokes, oh, is it Clint? <laughs> <laughs> I 
which I'm sure <laughs> Gina would have hated. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. You're cooking for another woman? Oh, no. That would have been terrible. Did you think their food looked tasty? Um, I don't think I paid a ton of attention to the food. I remember a steak, some salad maybe. Yeah, well, she was very enthusiastic about that steak. Yeah. For sure. She's like, ah, I'm going to marry this steak. (laughs) Uh, Which, yeah, she says she's thrilled with the relationship. I mean, she's just deeply insecure, but she's thrilled with the relationship. And I also... This this meal apparently took all freaking day because it was like broad daylight when they started. And then all of a sudden it was like finger snap, pitch black. Yeah, maybe it was one of those like 10 course meals or something. It's like, oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, I I need a little bit of a breather and I got to go poop for the third time here because (laughs) we have been at this for 72 hours here. Also just makes you wonder like the rest of their conversation. That's a lot of time to talk and we only see this. I know and we only see the same stuff. I know like show us something else. Yeah, I know you have the footage. Maybe maybe it was just like seven hours of the same oh no well should we live together i mean i don't know like my lease uh but like the place doesn't take three dogs oh and just maybe it was just seven hours of that and they were like you know we don't want to cause a mental health crisis here in america and make people watch the entirety of this conversation so we're just gonna skip to the crumble Yeah, I guess eventually Chris says he wants to wait till after decision day to figure out the living situation. Which has been his desire this entire time. Yeah, (laughs) He's just been uh, periodically slapped around by Nicole and been like, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Yes, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I haven't made any decisions, I'm thinking... When really he, this he wants he wants it to be a post decision day thing. Yeah, so that's where they are. Ah, uh, what a positive place. So next, Doc, Pastor Cal and Doctor Pepper are going to meet with Jasmine and Eris to save their relationship at the last hour. Ah. <laughs> oh. So Eris says they've made a little progress. <laughs> they haven't gone backwards. <laughs> Oh, the the bar is on the floor this season. There is no... Yeah, Jasmine's like, yeah, we, we're talking more. We're greeting each other. Uh, We've hugged. I just... Eris is so proud of this. Like, he, like, points at Dr. Pepper, like, see, like, <laughs> I did what you told me. It's like, look, look. Okay, I I touched her thigh and I didn't throw up. <laughs> well, as, as much as as much as we joke, I I do, and I man, I it kind of hurts me to say this because I'm normally just so cynical and mean, but I I I am proud of him to a a small degree i guess and i know again the bar is on the floor here but he i mean he basically has to rebuild his entire mind like he has no clue what's going on this whole time this whole season he's just been like what is happening and so the fact that theoretically at least he's starting to gain a little bit of awareness like Hey, I I didn't know before that like intimacy isn't just like penetrating and 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 like sex. Like there's 
there's more. <laughs> there's like hugs <laughs> and handholding. Like, and I know I, like that sounds so ridiculous, but I feel like he's just been in such a specific mindset through his life and, and kind of how he experienced things uh, growing up and stuff that like this really is a totally new world for him. So it's yeah. like, it's, I mean, it's a snail's pace here. It's very, very, very slow. But there is a little bit of difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle says they are experiencing intimacy. And Dr. Pepper has them face each other and say things they like about each other. And Ares kind of repeats this, like, you've shown so much strength sort of narrative. And he says it later on in the episode, like, she could have, like, flown off the handle. But and he's like, oh, thank you so much for not kicking me out on day three. I gotta imagine that's kind of irritating for her to hear that his compliment of hers all about how, like... She's basically tolerating his behavior this whole time. Look, I guess we'll find out how she feels about that on decision day. Hmm? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Goodness so, yes, gracious. they seem hopeful, but it's like, <laughs> well, you've got two days left. And she yes, keeps I'm talking <laughs> about needing action from him. Like, what? There's no time left. Yeah, I guess for them... The question is, are, are we, are we to any degree optimistic enough that like the brief little glimmer of something could actually become something down the road? <laughs> like, I'm like, not. <laughs> wow she just comes right out and says it you don't you don't think that you don't think that they can be a wonderful couple not unless he finds her attractive that's a big thing for him i mean but he felt her thigh did you not see his hand on her thigh that doesn't there mean he's attracted I mean, be that as it may, but I mean, that's it's a pretty big deal. It was a big step for him. Normally, he only puts his hands near very large butts. Well, he's having to compromise. Well, isn't that what marriage is all about, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it's it's all compromise. Yeah, I, I mean, I think really that's that's what it comes down to for them. Like, it's not like there's a bunch of ill will. It's not like uh, they can't stand each other. They hate each other. It really seemed to come down to, like, can Eris figure out all of his mental stuff? And that's where I sort of... I end up being a little conflicted because, as you know, I'm just a hopeless romantic. I am just filled with boundless and ceaseless optimism, right? And so it would be great to see them succeed, and it would be great to see Eris blossom into a man who can touch the shoulder of his wife, and and touch her thigh and be happy with a normal human-sized butt. It would be great. It would be awesome. But I'm also a little conflicted because I also think that it's a tough line to walk having a relationship like that where there is so much progress to be made. Like, it's not her responsibility or her job to tolerate or improve him like that has to come from him and so part of me is like well yeah you you probably should get divorced because like 
it's going to be a real tough road ahead for Jasmine if if they stay married as she like is like waiting for him to figure his stuff out and find her more attractive and all of those things like yeah I don't I would probably want to like find somebody easier to deal with if I was in that situation but then again can't you're married can't go anywhere unless you get divorced so cheery note huh (laughs) so Cal and Pepper also meet with Kirsten and Shaquille and I mean Shaq says they're growing but not in the same boat so it still seems kind of awkward between them. This is where he says he met he met her dad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and like it was it was great and everything. But at the same time, like why couldn't this have happened weeks ago? So there's just I, there's a lot of doubt in his mind. I think about this relationship. Yeah, Cal says, though, this is a great example of what a power couple is. We know when we see a couple that has all the elements. They they like to trot that out. They I really just, do. I don't believe it, though. Well, didn't they bring that out last season? I forget. <laughs> I forget who it was. I think it was Nate and Stasha. Oh, right. I think, yeah. Uh-huh. And that, look how that, that yep. ended up. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I mean that's that that that's a thing. Next we see Jasmine and Iris canoeing. I have no notes on this segment. <laughs> uh first of all, I have so many notes. No, I don't. I don't have a, a ton of notes besides just the fact that you know, there were no deaths. There were there was no capsizing that happened. They stayed dry. Uh they they weren't necessarily the most, shall we say, coordinated with their paddling, which is in my in my personal opinion, a great analogy for their relationship. Yep. Uh, <laughs> even even though <laughs> I mean, Eris himself brought that up as they were kayaking around. He's like, yeah, see, like, this is the perfect, like, for our, for our relationship. Like, see, we're, like, battling together and all this. And I'm just like, yes, but you do see the extension of that analogy, which is, like, you guys are totally out of sync. <laughs> and, I mean, they weren't totally out well, of sync the entire time. I mean, they made it to but, their destination. Well, yeah, they well, which was just right back where they came from. But... <laughs> They seemed to they seemed to enjoy themselves there. You know? Yeah, I kinda just got the sense that they can both see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so they're both a little more cheery, I feel like, than they have been leading up to this point. Wow. There was a lot there was a lot of like whatever happens, happens. We've made the best of it kind of vibes. Did they though? I mean, they tried. <laughs> what did you think about their, their little conversation there after the after the boats? That's what I was referring to. Yeah, but I mean, like, because, I don't know, did you get the impression at all that from what Eris was saying that he might be leaning towards yes for him? Yeah, and she's leaning towards no. I feel like they've kind of flip-flopped. A little bit that's what i was feeling like it seemed like it, like he obviously didn't come right out and say it because i'm sure they're not allowed to they have to keep up the suspense of like oh well who's gonna say yes who's gonna say no when like i mean everybody's gonna say no this season i mean not not actually i'm sure we'll get the odd smattering of yeses even if it's only half of all of the couple <laughs> yeah that'll be the most interesting part i feel like the overall is gonna be a no but you might have one person say yes yeah, uh, man. Well, we'll 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 talk about this a little later. But 
yeah, I, I did get that impression that Eris was headed towards the yes boat and Jasmine is increasingly drifting away in the, in the no direction. Uh, so that's, that's going to be great. I mean, good, good, goodbye guys, uh, boy. Yeah. So we ended the episode with, um, kind of like a second bachelor bachelorette party. I don't think we've ever done this before where they have like a group thing, kind of like the night before. Yeah, well, you got to have that the last hurrah, the last guys and girls nights. Yeah, so the women seem to have a more fun time, I would say, than the guys did. There was at least a little more happening there. Well, yeah, because they all got asked out. Which I was thinking, how did that happen? Like, producers just find a group of guys and like, hey, I'm probably <laughs> they're like nothing else has happened. If it happened this season, that's been interesting. Might as well shake things up, introduce some temptation. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Nicole was not Nicole nor Kirsten were no interested. That, that, that was probably. Man, I, I gotta say that. That was probably the funniest thing in this entire episode to me. Because they like they brought in the whole group, right? And so it's like, oh, the girls are at this bar. And all these guys, like this group of guys is chatting them up, trying to like uh, just have a great time and like seduce them probably. And <laughs> just, we've seen Kirsten disinterested a lot this season. But just the sheer level of just like, I literally could not give a crap whatsoever as the guy was talking to her. She was just like so <laughs> checked out. Checked out there. Which is quite hilarious to me. Because he's he's like trying to like have this back and forth and she's just like I I don't care. <laughs> no. But did somebody else care? Well, Jasmine was enjoying the attention a little bit. I mean, nothing actually happened. That you know of. I mean, I don't I don't think she would do that. <laughs> I don't know. After after eight weeks of Eris, you might you you might be tempted to do things. I mean, maybe she got her his number for to use in a few days wow 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 <laughs> well i mean he like he was really trying he was trying to get her out of there mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. was pretty pretty came on pretty strong yeah it was also uh, like a fair amount of awkwardness i feel like because at the end of it she was the only one left all the rest of them had like resumed their sort of sitting down chilling out or whatever and she was the only one left like yeah he was like even interrupting her little interview she was doing mm-hmm. yeah uh so i mean maybe uh maybe jasmine will have a new boyfriend in another couple weeks <laughs> on the guy's side clint asks <laughs> shaquille do they have fun together and like there was like a long pause not sure if that was like actually there was editing but then he's like yeah we haven't had as much fun throughout the process (laughs) which is not a great thing to hear no i think i think it's i think it's great you don't want to have fun with your spouse it's supposed to be marriage is serious okay it is a serious thing very serious there's no room for joking okay there's no room for fun he doesn't want to see himself single again, though. So there's that pull. I'm not having fun, but I also don't <laughs> want to be alone. <laughs> oh, the, the, it's a tale as old as time. It really is. So Eris, when he's asked, does he miss the single life? He says yes and no. He doesn't want the temporary satisfaction he was... I guess getting before. So I guess that is the no part. Yeah, which 
again, it seems like he is leaning towards yes. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And then we go back to the girls. <laughs> and Jasmine <laughs> needs to see action. Yes, quick. She needs to see <laughs> fast action. She's got one day left. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's where we left things next week. We decide. Yeah. Also, you didn't you didn't mention the super fun moment at the beginning of of the guy's time where uh, Clint got to explain to the guys or, or tell tell the guys about uh, Gina's behavior at the expert visit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was real great as well. So, what I wanted to ask you here, because look, we've obviously. We've obviously had a bit of a tough time this season. You know, they just completely ruined my decision day yes or no segment, which I have been livid about for weeks. But I feel like I should reintroduce it to some capacity at least here now that we are just one episode away from decision day. Decision day is next week, everyone. This is this is it. So because of that, I wanted to ask you, one last time, how 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 you think people are gonna go? What what is the final direction gonna be? Because, as we mentioned earlier, I think it's pretty safe to say these couples are ending in disaster. Overall, maybe Chris and Nicole make it out of here with a yes, but I'm not quite as convinced with that. But individually, what do, what do you think? Where what what direction are people? people gonna go in um i think gina and clint are both no um jasmine no eris maybe yes nicole and chris i think are both yeses despite it all yeah i still think they're yeses and then kirsten and shaquille i feel like that's the most tricky one <laughs> I feel like she might be yes, he might be no. Mm, interesting. Man, I was I was hoping that I would get to disagree with you here. <laughs> because because I do I do actually I do actually agree with you. I think that for him it's more difficult. Like they're both not having a great time. But I think as Kirsten keeps saying, she's like, yeah, like things will work out. Like, God, please fix it. Like all of this stuff. Like it seems like to me that that she is a highly like higher likelihood of just being like, Yeah, like things things will work out. Like we'll get to know each other better and like now that the process is over my family won't hate you as much and so like we can introduce that element and all of this but i think for him even though right there is that fear of being alone once again and will will you get a second shot here especially he's not getting any younger i think that i think that how he's perceived things is going to be a deal breaker for him personally like with how busy he is and how he's like hasn't been able to like understand or appreciate how like the ways in which she supports him or tries to support him like he needs like something different i don't know that he's going to be able to reconcile that like in his own brain he's like oh but like i need all these things yeah, I think he's the one who feels like they're lacking more. So that's why right. I think he's going to say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, I I mean I think I think that I think that Eris is going to say yes. I mean, shocker, right? I mean, I don't even know why he should, but that's the vibe I was getting cuz he's like I don't know that he should. Well, I mean, <laughs> like from his perspective, like it just hasn't worked so far. And it, he's got this glimpse of hope at the end, like, oh, I really see her passion about everything, but 
all the issues that you've mentioned before haven't gone away. So, right. And look, we we may end up eating our hats next week, so to speak. But I I think that perhaps the glimmer of hope we're seeing here is is an an actual legitimate desire on his part to engage more, to be more flexible and willing to kind of change his mental paradigm a bit from where he was before. And so that's kind of what makes me think, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're they're going to come out of this <laughs> intact, probably, but that like he's potentially coming to a place where he actually sees the value in it more than he did before like he sees the value in like the entire thing versus just being like man i wish her butt was bigger man i wish her butt was bigger <laughs> like yeah i could see that yeah that sort of thing um man i guess the the only place i'm gonna disagree with you on and it's not a hard disagree but it is a disagree for drama's sake and maybe uh, maybe a little bit of just defiance, but perhaps Chris is going to say no. Oh, interesting. His first time standing up to Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know that. I, I, and honestly, like, I, I, I do hope they both say yes. I, I feel like uh, they both have mental things that they need to resolve like the insecurity on nicole's part that's pretty big the the fact that like he exists in too much of a chill place in my opinion because i i don't necessarily think that that's a an entirely real chill place like he's chill but like stuff still bothers him a lot yeah that appeasement thing is still an issue right and so it ends up being perhaps more appeasement or like yeah keeping the peace versus chill so that is going to be something that uh, they have to navigate if they if they survive this because you're not going to last long if you're just like yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, uh, go go along with stuff. But truly inside, you're like, man, I wish I did not have to wear the dinosaur outfit. I cannot believe she is humiliating me in front of everybody, making me wear this dinosaur outfit. Like, <clears throat> those two things are kind of incompatible to a degree. So, yeah, and you're, sh- you're sure, you're sure Gina's going to say no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I don't. I don't blame you. And I, I, if I had asked you this a couple episodes, I would have potentially said that Clint would go in the yes direction. But I don't think anymore. I think it's no. They're think, not there now. I think the final nail in Clint's coffin has been hammered in i don't like, i think it was a no before that but tell, now it's definitely a no tell i mean tell tell me more please i need to I, he they haven't they've just been existing they haven't really been married yeah but i th- i think he wants to be but it's hard to be when you're partner is doesn't like you like well that's that's, only but so much you can do that that's absolutely true he just didn't know that she didn't like him oh i think he knew (laughs) the fact that she won't sleep in the same bed with him okay so you you think you think that this is this has been over since the moment she didn't want to move in with him when they got back from the honeymoon well i do agree i do agree with that so I just I just think they've been treading water 
and like having fun together as they keep saying but not actually progressing in any way like are they really any closer now than they were a month in now probably not so in fact it's probably worse now now that her comments have come out so Mm -hmm. i just think this has been over yeah for, for sure as a whole I, I was just trying to think of it in the context of these individuals, how the individuals felt about this whole process. I think Gina's kept him at arm's length since the very beginning. And so for him, it's kind of just like, well, I'll try, but how much is it going to really make a difference? Yeah, and it's hard It's hard to fully try. I mean, as, as we've heard a few times, like, she didn't feel like a wife. He's like, well, but I didn't feel like a husband, but like, yeah, you're right. I didn't really try very much. It's like, well, I wonder why that happened. I mean, how are you going to feel like a wife when you won't sleep in his bed? But, but you, she didn't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> well. Man, so the last question I'll ask you here is, do you think that Clint will be able to f- figure out a way to keep Hank? No, she's not going to let him keep the dog. <laughs> you don't think there's, there's That's her any... dog. Yeah, but she, like, she doesn't seem that attached to him. I mean, I'm sure she's attached like normal dog owner would be. Is she, though? Like, that's going to be the biggest bummer of this entire season. You realize that, right? The separation of Clint and Hank. I mean, maybe he'll still get to see Hank. Gonna, are they gonna uh are they gonna co-parent hank not co-parent but, <laughs> but like she might let him come by and hang i don't know yeah i mean i guess the 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 follow-up question to that would be and this is just not an actual question obviously but like is gina going to move out of the building so that she never has to see him again <laughs> no <laughs> i do think it'll be very funny if she's out walking the dog and hank like comes into the elevator (laughs) and just uh they're uh walking around town and all of a sudden hank slips his collar and runs away and she's like (laughs) hank no and then she sees clint walk around the corner and hank is running towards him Uh, that's so sad i mean hank probably got a whole lot of pup cups over the Mm -hmm. past few weeks so yeah what (laughs) i'm just sitting here i'm depressed i'm depressed about this season i had such high hopes Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see decision day is always interesting to watch as well as the reunion so yeah especially would you agree that like people sometimes make fairly erratic decisions or like just kind of go out there in terms of decision day like you're like okay yeah i could see you saying yes or no but then it's like oh i'm saying no because like all this stuff like kind of Mm. creating an extra layer of drama essentially not usually i mean sometimes the no's are interesting but it's not usually explosive yeah like that well i hope there's some explosiveness next week I imagine we're are we gonna get all four of them in one episode? Yeah. Okay. Look, I don't, I, I don't trust them. At, at least I point. hope so. I don't trust. There's them. no need to drag that out. Well, but you gotta, you gotta see all of their therapy sessions there, as as Pastor Cal is on his knees begging, please just reconsider. <laughs> You're a power couple. You're a power. You don't realize how um all the elements are there. Why are you saying no? Uh, yeah, it must be not super fun, like, emotionally for the experts. I wonder if they kind of have to do some therapy after the seasons here. I don't seeing... think so. It's too many seasons now. They've they got to be used to this. I mean, I suppose. It's just so much failure. Yeah, but they. it's not like they're losing their jobs over it. Like, it's not a performance-based thing i know i just feel like 
I would be a little depressed. Even if I didn't get fired, I would be a little depressed if I had like a 97% failure at what I did. I also think the producers have a hand in picking some of these people is what I've heard. It's not just the experts well, I'm, who match I'm, these people. I'm sure. Though, so, I mean, do the, do the, do the experts have any uh, it's the wrong way of saying it I I assumed that the experts were producers in some degree is that not correct I don't think so okay I'm not 100% sure but I didn't think so okay yeah I mean I'm sure like they have limited power if that is the case because the yeah. producers are like, hmm, look, this person, this person absolutely loves the opera. And this person, their parents were killed at the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put them together. <laughs> That's great TV right there. And we'll have them go on an opera date and get to see the fallout from the person's PTSD. So fun, yeah. Uh huh. So let's yeah. uh, let's circle back next week for decision day. It is time for reckoning here on this show, and I don't think that there will be many survivors. <laughs> <laughs>